Hey y'all, this is Lauren Akins and welcome to the last the episode. The last episode. I can't believe three. it. Oh, me neither. This has been just such a joy and yeah. so much fun. I've Thank you it. for doing this with me. Oh my gosh, of course. So this season of the podcast, we have really just been diving in deep with all things parenting and conversations about parenting because as a mom of four girls, as you all know, that is the main focus in my world. So we have been able to sit down with incredible parents and experts of parenting and also my village of family and friends that helped me raise my girls. And we've just gotten to talk about what it looks like to live in love while parenting. And today is going to be so much fun. Yes, it is so much fun. I'm Annie F. Downs. It has been my honor, honor, honor to sit in in all these conversations and be a part of what we are learning at Live in Love. And so I'm just Thank you, Lauren. Thanks for letting me be here. I have absolutely loved it. I feel like I've learned so much. Same. (laughs) I mean, it's just incredible how much we can learn from getting to hear from experts, people that are in it every day. And and that continues today. I mean, today is exactly how we wanted to end the third season. Yeah, I think it's going to be the perfect end. We are sitting down with Pastor Dave Clayton and his wife, Sydney, who are friends of mine and Annie's. And we're going to talk about what it really looks like to live in love with your faith while parenting. Hey y'all, before we start this last episode of season three, I wanna share about Haya Health one more time. You know how important it is to keep our little ones healthy and nourished, and Haya has completely changed the game. Did you know that most children's vitamins are packed with a shocking amount of sugar and unhealthy additives? It's true. Some of them have as much as two teaspoons of sugar per serving, but Haya is here to fix that. They've created a vitamin that is completely sugar-free and free from all the gummy junk that we don't want our kids consuming. Haya vitamins are made with a special blend of 12 organic fruits and veggies carefully pressed to retain their goodness. And they're supercharged with 15 essential vitamins and minerals, including vitamin D, B12, C, zinc, and more. These nutrients support immunity, energy, brain function, mood, concentration, teeth, bones, and so much more. It's like giving our kids a powerful boost of goodness every day. And as a mom, I cannot tell you how grateful I am for Haya. They have taken the time to create a vitamin that is not only effective, but also enjoyable for my kids. They've thought through every detail, making sure that the vitamin experience is fun and engaging. And in your very first shipment, they will include a bunch of cute stickers that your kids can use to decorate their bottles. My girls had a really fun time decorating their own Haya bottles. And it's just the little touches that really do make the biggest difference. But the best part is that Haya is designed for kids of all ages and is delivered right to your doorstep. It's convenient and hassle-free, giving us parents one less thing to worry about. I love knowing that Haya has our backs and is committed to our children's health and well-being. We've worked out a special deal with Haya for their best-selling children's vitamin. Receive 50% off your first order. To claim this deal, you must go to HayaHealth.com slash LiveInLove. This deal is not available at their regular website. Go to H-I-Y-A-H-E-A-L-T-H dot com slash LiveInLove to get your kids the full body nourishment they need to grow into healthy adults. Last episode, Lauren. I know. I kind of can't believe it. I mean, you're a perfect parent at this point. Everyone listening is a perfect parent. (laughs) That's right. And so we're just finishing up with a conversation about we got to get God involved. (laughs) That's right. That's right. Um, Dave and Cindy, thank you for joining us. We're so glad y'all are here, the Claytons. Okay. Will y'all just kind of introduce yourselves to us and tell us about your kids? Tell us about what you do. I'm Sydney Clayton, and we have three boys at home. They're 12. That's Micah, our oldest. And then we have a middle one, Jack, who's 10. And then Judah rounds it out with our eight-year-old. And um, we have a lot of fun at home. Our our goal is to really just enjoy life together, but to really raise up men of God as well. And so that takes up most of my time. I homeschool them kind of part of the time, and then they go somewhere two days a week. And so I'm just all in with them all the time. Yeah. Yeah. So on top of parenting, we're church planters. So we help start churches. We help train church leaders. We do citywide networks. So we help lots of churches come together for prayer and service and different things like that. And then probably our passion project that most people don't know is we have this, and we call it the Man Tribe. It's this underground collective of dads that we disciple and their boys, that we put them in groups and kind of help them live out their faith and home. So most folks don't know about that kind of piece of our story, but yeah. that's one of the things mm-hmm. that we love to do. So. Laura, why are Dave and Sydney the right people to talk about faith and parenting with us? 
Yeah, I'd like to know that. Yeah, Can nobody you else. <laughs> yeah, it was the end of the like list, last episode. People, and it's like, hey, we found these people on Craigslist. Come and talk about this. Um, honestly, I just love that both of us are close to both of them. Yeah. And my husband is close with y'all, too. And we just so respect so much of who you are and how you raise your boys. And we know your boys. We were just talking about... Yes. Was it Jack? Yes. I think it was Jack. And how polite how, he was. Yes. My gosh, his manners. But they're all three that way. Yeah. And I think it's just anytime you see children and you are impressed by those children, you immediately are looking at their parents going, hey, what do you do? Yeah. And so I think yeah. that's so important. And just with obviously the faith aspect that both of you share, um, it. I think it just was a perfect setup for this last episode. I mean, Lauren, we we know this from being friends with you already, but faith is such a central part of you and you and TR's lives and y'all's relationship. Will you talk a little bit about how faith is a part of your parenting? Faith is like every part of our parenting. And yeah. I speak for Thomas Rhett and I both when I say this, but every decision we make as parents goes back to our faith and like every explanation we give our kids goes back to faith like well why do i why can i not have this second popsicle well because we haven't eaten dinner yet and i need you to respect mommy because mommy said no because i'm trying to take care of you and take care of your body and make you a healthy human because that's what jesus wants me to do <laughs> it's like, mm, I feel yeah. like everything can go back to jesus says this jesus did this this makes jesus smile this makes jesus sad mm. Like everything we do goes back, even when we do things wrong as parents. It's mm -hmm. like, I'm so sorry. I should not have said that to you. Mommy lost her temper. Will you please forgive me? And we mm -hmm. do forgiveness. We do sorry. We do all of those things a lot in our house because that's what Jesus says to do. Yeah. That's good. Dave, talk a little bit about faith and parenting. I think for some of our friends listening, faith is a part of their lives, but they may not go to church on Sunday or may not go every Sunday. Mm -hmm. How do we need to talk to our kids every day about faith? Is this like a thing that's an everyday thing? Yeah, you know, the I remember the day our oldest son was born, I was having this conversation with my dad, and he's just a man of faith. And he said, this is going to be so hard to believe, but you're just going to blink these years by. They're going to go so fast. And he said, if you could just remember from the outset that this son is not ultimately yours. Like, God has loaned mm -hmm. him to you for whatever reason. God picked the two of you and said, there's something in him that you all are going to be positioned to cultivate with the help of the Holy Spirit. And so if you could just sort of grab that that mindset, and it's hard to do, especially in those early years where, <laughs> I mean, it is long, you know, the, the, the days are long. Uh -huh. or the, uh, Yeah, the you're right. The nights are long, too. The years are short, years right? Are short, yeah. So, yeah. Um, for us, faith is, is really the North Star. We go, hey, mm -hmm. everything is... Like our boys, it, God has made them for a purpose. He's put them here for a purpose. Um, you is know, that true about everybody? I think it's true about everybody. Mm -hmm. Ephesians okay. two ten that human beings are God's workmanship created in Christ Jesus. He's prepared great things in advance for them to do. And so, um, the world that they were made for is waiting on them. God has something waiting on them. And so we're going, okay, God, how do we partner with you? Like in, mm -hmm. in order for them to grow into not our best vision for them or their best vision for them or the world's best vision, but God, what's your best vision? And so because of that, faith has to be so much more than how do we use an hour on Sunday or it's got to be an all-encompassing every part of our life yeah, every day. Uh, I loved what you said because we've just found that to be true in our home. Mm -hmm. Like every little moment is a is a, a moment of formation. Yeah. Small or large, fun or serious, it's a place to mm -hmm. point them back mm -hmm. to Jesus. Sydney, mm -hmm. I'm just wondering, and Lauren, I'd love for you to speak to this too, like, what about when your faith is struggling? Mm -hmm. Like, how do you, I need to apologize to you because Jesus told me to, when you are concerned about what's going on with you and God, when you and God aren't in a good spot. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, one thing that I think about all the time is sometimes just going through the motions is important. Sometimes mm -hmm. they'll downplay that, like, my heart's not all the way in. Mm -hmm. You know what? In a lot of things, my heart's not all the way in, right. but I'm going to go through the motions. So it's that continual creating those habits, those foundational habits of I'm going to wake up early and I'm going to spend time with the word, in the Word with the Lord. Mm -hmm. And it may look different. You know, I may be feeling so dry that I don't really want to dig in for chapters. But uh -huh. you know what? I'm going to go to the Psalms. I'm going to pick a Psalm right. that just speaks mm -hmm. to my heart, and I'm just going to meditate on that. It may be short, it may be two minutes, but I'm just say, Lord, what do you want to speak into my heart mm -hmm. in this moment? And so 
I'm going to continue to put my foot forward one in front of the other and continue to choose to pursue the Lord. Because we talk about all the time, you know, kids can sniff out a rat real quickly. Yeah, they, they <laughs> see you know? fake. Right. Oh, like yeah. we laugh about this, but I'll tuck them into bed. I'm like, go brush your teeth. And then I'm going to sneak a piece of chocolate. Uh-huh. And then I go tuck them into bed and kiss them. I'm like, mommy, what'd you, what'd you eat? And I'm like, oh, shoot, I got <laughs> And so they just sniff you out really quickly and you can't lead them where you're not willing to go. Wow. And yeah. so some days you're dry and you're just not there. But if you just will put forth the effort, it's just like the ebb and flow of the ocean. It yeah. will rush in at times and it will rush out. And so you just have to keep that momentum going. Mm-hmm. So good. Thanks. What about you, Lauren? I mean, you're so honest with us about, especially after the most recent birth that you really struggled with. Mm-hmm postpartum depression and mm-hmm. getting through that. What was your faith like during that? I mean, how do you how do you talk to the older girls about Jesus yeah. when you are can't get out of bed? Yeah. Um I think at the end of the day just like knowing his truths and being able to speak those over yourself and over your kids is so important. Like mommy doesn't feel good today, but like God is still good. Jesus mm-hmm. is still taking care of us. He's going to He's going to take me somewhere in this. I'm, mm. I am having a hard day. Mommy is really sad or mommy doesn't feel like walking up the stairs. I'm just like going back to yeah. that postpartum moment. And and my girls really remember that. I mean, like if I get, you know, have a cold or Thomas yeah. Red lets me sleep in extra, usually one of the girls will come in and be like, mommy, are you having a baby? <laughs> like they, wow. just, they remember how life was just like sucked Mm. out of me in that stage of life. But in that stage of life, like we still did the, we went to church, we had Bible study on Monday nights. Like we never, we never walked away from the things that we know are like that life source in our life. And they see that played out. Um, And, you know, we still pray. We still, we still speak his truths. We, even in those hard moments, you still go through the things that you know to be true and you speak those things, even when it's hard. And especially with them, when they are going through hard things or things they don't understand. I mean, and if I don't have an answer to it, I'll just say, well, we might not get an answer to that on this Mm -hmm. side of heaven, but when we get to heaven, we can talk to God about all of these things, but there are just some things that we're just not going to know. And it's what we have right now, but God's going to take care of us. And we have to trust him that he's, that this is his plan. And we just keep following him and he'll take us where we need to go. And, mm-hmm. and whether they understand that at whatever age they are or believe it right then, I think if you can just keep walking in that and believing in that and them seeing you truly live that out in your life, mm-hmm. they'll start to see it have fruit. And, and that will speak to them over their childhood and, your hope obviously is that it carries over into their adulthood and their parenting and their wherever God takes them in their life. Dave, they're both kind of teaching do it when you don't feel it, mm-hmm. which is probably like the theme of parenting. I don't know. I'm the least parent of the four of us, but like that feels like a little bit of a theme of like go. Th- I mean, we go to the gym when we don't want to, mm-hmm. and you, yeah. you know, you go to sleep when you wish you were staying up, and you hang out with friends when you don't want to. And so, what's the line, Dave, of like, we're faking our faith versus we're going through the motions because the actions will get us back to the feelings. How do we know that line? Yeah. You know, I think we have to be really careful not to equate um, feeling with authenticity because Mm. I have a lot of feelings and my feelings aren't always true. Yeah. Yeah. They can be real, but they're not always true. You know, sometimes I feel things and I go, I go, well, it's not actually true. Feelings are important. And I want them, you know, if, if my life were a vehicle, I want my feelings in the vehicle. Yeah, that's right. But not driving the vehicle. Yeah. Like, I'm great with them being in the front seat, you know, yeah. but they don't they don't always have to drive. And so I think in our, like, current cultural moment where emotions play such an important role in everybody's understanding of who they are, it's tough for us to believe that our faith can be genuine even when we're not feeling it. Mm-hmm. And I think this is something that we can really learn from just ancient cultures and from, I mean, even just our not-too-distant ancestors where— you know, they go, hey, we do really hard things because hard things are good. And so there's going to be seasons, you know, in our faith, like in our home, in our marriage, with our children, where it's like, you know what? I don't want to get up early this morning and make my kids breakfast. I don't want to, but I'm going to. Yeah. And it was still a really great thing that I did it, you know, yeah. like. Hold um, on. When, when did you make breakfast? Very, <laughs> very rarely. Very rarely. Just rewind just a little bit. You're uh, like, good example of my life like, today. Like, what? <laughs> 
whatever whatever a true uh, metaphor would be in our home. It's just, uh, you know, so um, I don't think it's about faking it. In fact, I, I think there's something really beautiful when our kids see us persevere. Mm-hmm. Like persevere, perseverance has really gone out of style. You know, yeah. It's an amazing thing when you see somebody just in the thick of it and they're yeah. sticking it out. And we can tell our kids, hey, you know what? We don't feel like going to church today, mm-hmm. but we need community. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hey, we don't feel like getting in the Word today, but we think God's going to speak. Hey, we don't feel like forgiving, you know, whatever the thing is, yeah. but God's going to bless it because this is what He says. This is who He is. This is what He's going to do. And so we try to create a real safe space for them to be really honest mm-hmm. and go, here's what we're feeling. And we go, awesome. Now, how do we engage that, but then rise above it mm-hmm. into whatever it is that God's making us for? Mm-hmm. And so... I think that's been important. I remember when I was in my early 20s, uh, I'd kind of gone through this just like, you know, just this rut. And I was talking to an older brother in the faith, and I said, have you ever been in a dry spot in ministry? He said, yeah, I'm about four years in. Wow. And I'm like, wait, you're, you're in one right now? And he said, yeah, about four years in. And I was like 30 hours in, you know, <laughs> questioning everything. And, and I didn't look at him and think, oh, wow. you faker. Yeah. I thought, oh, that's admirable. You're in the trenches. You're walking it out. And... And just listening to him speak about it. And I think we find that in parenting all the mm-hmm. time. We don't have to be perfect if we'll be quick to repent, quick to share. You know, sort of that jars of clay, Second Corinthians 4, God's glory is seen in our brokenness. And mm-hmm. even in our doubts, they'll see it. One of the things we're trying to help our kids do is become critical thinkers. We just realize that's something that's been lost. Like people just mm-hmm. take things verbatim, swallow it. They don't chew at all. And no try discernment. To, no discernment. Yeah. And that's true even in that trying to discern like is this genuine faith or not it's true there as well it's like hey how are you feeling right now what do you think about that let's process that that critical thinking aspect of hey you may not feel like it but that's okay this is why we do that it's Mm -hmm. not just sit gorge swallow done you know you've Mm -hmm. got to sit and chew through hey why is God saying this in his word but I feel this way we want Mm -hmm. you to actively think as you're reading through the word with so Mm -hmm. we try to push critical thinking with our kids because believe that's just an important aspect of all aspects how old when do you start doing that well, I just realized it was really important a few years ago. So we just started yeah. doing it. Um, so for each of them, a different age. Yeah. I'd actually push back on that just a little bit. You know, yeah. I don't know that Sydney would see this in herself, but um, she's a, been a college professor for a long time. And I remember years ago, you started mentioning, hey, my students aren't critical thinkers anymore. There's mm-hmm. this shift. And, mm-hmm. and so you've been seeing that. I think you've been, as each of our boys hit a different spot, you're like, hey, we've really got to make sure we're naming this. But that's been a passion of yours. Thank you. Hey, I want yeah. you to think. Don't just regurgitate. I want you to think. I want you to engage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. so good. So if, you know, someone's listening, and the cool thing is Lauren and TR's kids are the stair step behind y'all's kids. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so your youngest is closest to their oldest. Mm-hmm. So what does it look like to start engaging critical thinking around faith? Like, is that scary? What if your kids critically think about faith and don't like it? Well, you know, it can be really simple. And the way we start is, hey, we're watching a movie. And what we often do is we'll silo. Oh, this is a safe movie. It's all good. Or this is not a good movie Mm -hmm. off the table. And really what I want them to do is take even a good movie and say, hey, what are truths about God in this movie? Hey, what are things that aren't true? Like, hey, this kiddo is really being a brat to his parents. Is mm-hmm. that how we treat people? And so even just pulling out the movies mm-hmm. or the songs that we're listening to and what are the lessons we can learn out of that? that That's where you start that critical thinking piece instead of them sitting in front of a TV and mm-hmm. consuming. They're actually actively thinking like, mommy, we don't treat each other that way in our family. It's like, you're right, sweetie, we don't. And why don't we? Mm-hmm. And kind of going deeper with that instead yeah. of just the consuming, it's the chewing. I love that. Yeah, we'll see a billboard. We'll say, what's the lie? What's the lie on the billboard? You know, and and it'll be for Sonic. You know, you need a milkshake after (laughs) 8 p.m. And and they're like, I don't know if we need it. We want it. Yeah. And, you know, so just helping them them think that way. It starts really, really young. And I loved the question you asked because Mm -hmm. um, I'm not fearful of them finding a truth that will bring them out of their faith. Mm -hmm. So uh, we, we really believe if we help them to think critically and to ask really hard questions, they're going to discover the reality of eternity. Mm-hmm. And so I'm actually more fearful of them living in the shallows. Mm-hmm. Wow. I'm more fearful of them having a cultural, shallow mm-hmm. Christianity. That that doesn't survive scrutiny. But if we can right. get them asking really hard questions, mm-hmm. engaging the really yeah. complex things, I actually think it will root them. Mm-hmm. And so... Yeah. Uh, even if they have to kind of go through some shaking of that cultural stuff, mm-hmm. um, we think it'll get them through the good stuff. Yeah, yeah, That's so good. 
Yeah. Because it's scary, right? Yeah, Does it I, feel scary to I, you? I think it could. I think it could feel scary for a lot of people. But like everything you just said just made my whole spirit want to high five you. But like <laughs> I, I have found that especially uh, we've talked about this some, but with Willa Gray and her questions about her biological family and her story, um, and that we actually don't know really anything mm-hmm. about her story other than God chose you to be our family and chose us to be your family. And and that's kind of as far as we get to go with it. But in her little mind, she has so many questions. Mm-hmm. And and I just recently, her little heart has like started to break. Mm-hmm. You know, like it, it's yeah. always been a cool story. Like I'm from Africa my mommy and daddy adopted me and you know here's pictures of us in Africa and like she loves she's her whole life she's loved talking about it and she still loves talking about it but now she's old enough to like understand the heartbreak in Mm -hmm. it too Mm -hmm. not fully but Mm -hmm. there's been a lot of heartbreak around it recently and just as her mother I have like really wrestled with God of like hey my heart is broken over this. So like, I want her to know that it also makes me sad. And I'm able to say like, you know, does, does that make you sad? And, and she would say, she said, yes, it does make me sad. And she kind of sat there and I said, that's okay. Like it makes me really sad too. Mm -hmm. And, and things like that do break the heart of God because Mm -hmm. it makes God like what makes us sad makes him sad. And, and it's okay for you to take that to him. And I think like one of the greatest things that we can do is like those emotions and feelings and circumstances that we find ourselves in that do feel so much bigger than us and are so much bigger than us and we don't know how to handle it or deal with it like I love being able to say that's really hard for you to hold on to why don't you give that to God because Mm -hmm. like he just like he can take it Mm -hmm. and tell him why you're frustrated and tell him why you're sad and tell Mm -hmm. him why it makes you angry and um and like I said earlier, we might not have those answers right mm-hmm. now, but but he will give us those answers one day. I will walk right up to him with you and we will go ask him every question you want to know. Mm-hmm. And um, but like even in those moments where you feel like I don't have the answers, how do I how do I tackle this question with mm-hmm. him? But in, in that, you know, vulnerability as an adult of like, yeah, I don't I don't really have an answer either, mm-hmm. but God can handle that. And the peace that comes with that, as opposed to not knowing God and having no one to hand that off mm-hmm. to, mm-hmm. is so much harder, yes. I would think, than being able to say, I can't handle this, but I have a God who can and is willing to and is asking me to hand it off to him mm-hmm. and let him take care of it. And um, so I, that's something that I've really started to walk through, especially with our oldest and just like things that feel so big in a world that can feel dark at times to give that to him and to have that source. And I don't know if this will be encouraging. I had not thought of this until you're talking about Willa Gray just now, but I thought of that scripture in Exodus three where Moses, you know, he'd been separated from his family before he was could talk really right. young and raised in a different home. And then he's exiled out to the wilderness. And there's this moment when he comes to the burning bush and God introduces himself to Moses. He says, hey, Moses, I'm the God of your father. Mm. And I just imagine Moses, who his whole life had this gap oh, in his wow. heart going, mm-hmm. I don't know my dad. And God goes, hey, I know your dad. Mm. You want to chat? And I think there'd just be this moment, even in her life, where mm-hmm. where God's going to go, hey, I know you don't know all of your story. I know all of your story. Yeah. I want to let you in on it. And it'll even some of that pain, I think, will be a place for the for God and your daughter to Yes. Connect uniquely around some of the things she doesn't know. Yeah. I also just want to encourage you. You said it earlier, but it's true. Whenever we've been around you, this is the overflow of your heart. You know, the mouth speaks and you speak. Jesus is good. God is good. And if that is the base Mm -hmm. foundation that you're putting into these girls as they're growing up, everything will be what they turn back to and go in the light of God is good. What makes Mm -hmm. this true? And so I just want to encourage you. You're doing such a good job with your girls speaking that into them. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. Thank you. Thank you. How do you teach your kids how to pray? I mean, you're talking about handing things over and what Willa Gray can say to God. So how do you teach them how to pray? For us, they just we just pray with them, mm-hmm. and they start to 
pick up on things and add their own things. Mm -hmm. And then they'll ask questions. (laughs) (laughs) I've written down some of the prayers that they prayed as they got bigger. (laughs) And they are some of the funniest, sweetest prayers. But watching their prayers like more from um, God, uh, please help our next house to have a pool or um, yeah. please. That's uh, a great prayer. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's a great prayer. Or like me and my sister, we used to pray for horses. I can remember it when we were a little bitty. We prayed for horses every single night. And and yet you have one. And I have a horse. So, I mean, I think there's something to that, Lauren. For sure. That like for sure. 20 something years later. For sure. The Lord's answered that sure. little girl's prayer. So as with little girls, and I'm sure y'all's is probably different with boys, but like little girls, a lot of our prayers are like, um, talking about playing with friends on the playground. Like one thing Willa Gray has kind of one thing that she almost always says in her prayers is, and please help us to include everybody on the playground. And, and if we see anyone who is not being kind, like we go be kind to that person. And, Mm. and like, she, like so much of what she does is like her relationships at school and she'll pray through those relationships and she'll pray through the people in her life. And, um, and like even I've, I've, I don't, I'm sure that y'all can speak a lot to this too, but um, even just like in like spiritual warfare kind of things, I will pray like the blood of Jesus over them. I pray armies of angels around them. I pray all of these things. And, and I don't think about explaining it on the back end sometimes. Sometimes they'll ask questions, but when they start- Because you're praying out loud in front of them? Yes, because I'm praying out loud in front of them. Oh, wow. Or even just like walking around the house, like- um, oh goodness, what well, something happened the other day and and um Ada James came down the stairs and she goes I am really angry at Satan right now. <laughs> I don't remember what oh, I happened, but she was like so she was like Lennon just something something and then she got mad about so it was it was this whole tiff and she said and satan just made this day bad (laughs) (laughs) i mean she just everything that happened she just blamed it right on him because she's so used to me being like oh lord jesus please don't let that happen or like you know just like quick things around the house my girls will pick it up and start saying it so i think it's like it's at nighttime prayers it's praying you know if you pray before you eat a meal if you pray i don't know on the way to school for like get out of the car whenever you find yourself praying with your kids or even just like the little one-liners of like oh lord jesus please help so-and-so happen and then you keep going about your day Mm -hmm. my kids really pick up on that and they'll you know like kind of memorize lines that thomas Rhett and i will say and spit them back out in their Mm -hmm. own words later and it is so sweet to listen to and watch them kind of start to form their own little prayers about Mm -hmm. what's on their heart but it's it's been fun in our house. <laughs> Love it. It's true. Out of the mouths of babes, the funny mm-hmm. stuff they say. Yeah. But it's true. It's just like the invitation. Like they need to watch you, but they're going to emulate that. But then you also want to invite them in. And that's really where, you know, the opportunities when an ambulance goes by. It's like, hey, who wants to pray for them? Or on Sunday mornings when I'm taking the boys to church and Dave's already there. And it's like, hey, who wants to pray for daddy as he's going to preach today or whoever is mm-hmm. preaching? And so it's just the invitation to keep coming in, keep drawing deeper into it. That's one of the ways that we do that. I know we've taught them the Lord's Prayer, you know, give them different avenues of how mm-hmm. what prayer can look like. And being around other people, we have people in our home all the time and hearing them pray, like hearing the hearts of other people because we all have different giftings. Yeah. And like what bubbles to the surface. Mm-hmm. I love just them being around that culture of prayer. Yeah, I think I'm also, we're learning how to pray from them, mm-hmm. you know, because... They pray without filters. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, right. they, so they, simple. You know, they don't like, let God out of anything. They're not trying to <laughs> yeah. impress. You know, right. we have so many funny prayer moments. One of my favorite was a few years ago when Jack was probably was six years old, this. and and literally we're at the breakfast table. It's sort of our morning moment every day. We start there as a family, and just out of nowhere, he says, "God, would you please send a tornado." into our backyard, don't let it hit the house or any of the neighbors, and let the tornado <laughs> dig a swimming pool. In Jesus' name, amen. Oh, my God. And he wasn't trying to be funny. I mean, he was, oh, he was so dialed in. He had come yeah. up he with the like, plan for the Lord to give like, you all full. this would be a phenomenal scenario. No money would Sweet. be involved. And, you know, it's it's easy. We were dying when he's praying that way. Then I'm going, man, mm-hmm. how come I don't think that way anymore? Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. it's I, I tend to come to God with filters, with limitations, mm-hmm. with... 
you know, what would be proper, you know, and right. so we're learning from them all the time. We try to keep, create space for us to teach, but also we're, we're getting it from them again. And mm-hmm. so no limitations. trying to figure out how to be like a kid, how yeah. do we really talk with father? How, how can we really believe that he wants to do good yeah. and can do anything? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, I mean, the, really probably sweet. one of the most profound prayer experiences of my life, I was in third grade mm-hmm. and my mom had a migraine mm-hmm. and it was the night of our church performance and I really wanted her there. And I, and so I just went up to my, I remember getting home from school and she was in bed mm-hmm. and I went up to my room and I just knelt down beside my bed and just begged the Lord mm-hmm. to heal her. And he did. Oh, and she was there. And I remember seeing her there because my grandparents ended up taking me all that kind of stuff. And 40 years later, mm. I'm like, oh, the Lord answers prayers, mm. right? Because of my like little third grade. Yes. Mm. So that's, so it's not too young to expect God to answer them too. Yes. Right. I mean, what's the next part of the story about him praying for a swimming pool when he was sick? Like, how do y'all yeah. parent through that? Because that's probably not how God's going to answer, but does God answer Jack in some way that you can parent him through? Yeah. You know, a lot of times we just use the simple filter of sometimes it's a yes, sometimes it's a no, sometimes it's a not yet. Sometimes the horse takes 20 years to come. Right. You know? Oh my gosh, I think and, that's so sweet. And, and, and sometimes it's a not yet. Sometimes it's a no. Uh, sometimes it's a it's a clear yes. And I think just helping them understand he's got he's got all of your best interest mm-hmm. and his best interest in mind. And and he's gonna answer in accordance with his goodness. Yeah. And so uh, we, we do try to really clearly celebrate when we see answered prayer. We yeah. try to take note of it. Yeah. Hey, you said this, you prayed this yesterday. He answered it. Yeah. And so we try to really recount. Mm-hmm. We answers. speak into them about how the Lord is using each of them. Like Holy Spirit's worked through your faith, like mm-hmm. kind of similar. I had a headache. I was tucking in Jack. And he's like, his first response is, Mommy, let me pray for you. I was like, I didn't even thought to pray for myself. I was like, yeah. okay, I'm learning. You're like, I was going to go take Excedrin, but yeah. come on, Lord. Yeah. Don't up. Here we go. <laughs> and um, he just prayed over me. And Mila's like, Jack, buddy, like your faith. I was like, my headache's gone. I don't wow. have a headache anymore. And so just walking it out with them and letting them have those moments, but realizing, oh, we're so much to learn from them too. Mm-hmm. It's really mm-hmm. sweet. Yeah. Hey, I'm taking a quick break from this conversation just to share one last time about Crew. They are on a mission to ensure that the Bible reaches every family, no matter where they are. It's hard to fathom, but there are still so many people in the world without access to a Bible like we have. Thankfully, Crew is working tirelessly to change that. With missionaries spreading God's word in almost every country, Crew is witnessing the beautiful transformation as people embrace Jesus. As one missionary shared, we have witnessed countless individuals engrossed in reading their Bibles. Please keep us in your prayers as we continue to seek more Bibles for distribution. Over the last two seasons of our podcast, I have just been so blown away by the overwhelming response from our listeners who have become incredible crew donors. Together, we are making a significant impact, but there's still more to be done. And I would love to invite you to join me in this mission. For just $21 a month, you can provide three individuals with Bibles each and every month. And here's the best part. As a thank you, when you sign up to provide three Bibles with a monthly gift of $21, Crew will also provide meals to 15 individuals in need through their humanitarian aid ministry. It's an opportunity to bring nourishment to both the body and the soul. And that's not all. As an expression of gratitude, you'll receive a complimentary copy of my book, Live in Love. So let's come together and make a lasting impact. Join me in partnering with Crew by becoming a donor today. Together, we can help bring the light of God's Word to every corner of the world and make a difference that will resonate for eternity. Simply text Akins to 71326 to help today. Imagine just how much this gift could change someone's life. So text Akins to 71326, that's A-K-I-N-S, to 71326 to help now, or visit give.crew.org slash Akins. Message and data rates may apply, available to U.S. addresses only. Hey, I'd like to take another minute just to chat with y'all a little bit about Kitsch. As a mother with four amazing little girls, hair is always a hot topic in our family, And while genetics certainly play a big part in the style of our hair, the products I choose to use also contribute significantly, which is why I'm so excited to share about our sponsor, Kitsch. And you know, they say that hair care is the new skincare, 
So let me tell you, there is one brand that has truly revolutionized the game. That brand is Kitsch. Kitsch has grown a devoted following by creating essential products that have beauty enthusiasts buzzing with excitement. They understand that hair care extends beyond just the shower. Regardless of your budget or the unique qualities of your skin and hair, Kitsch firmly believes that every individual deserves affordable little indulgences throughout the day, morning, noon, and night. Their philosophy resonates with me as a mother striving to provide the best for my girls. It all started back in 2010 when Kitsch began selling hair ties door-to-door, fueled by a passionate dream and unwavering determination. Today, Kitsch stands tall as a self-funded, female-founded brand making strides in the industry. Their products can be found in over 20,000 retail locations, a testament to their enduring success. Kitsch's bestsellers include satin pillowcases, caps, and eye masks. Satin is vegan and cruelty-free, and they are so great for your hair and skin while you sleep. Heatless satin curling rollers say bye-bye to heat damage. These are the original, the OG, and still the best heatless curlers. Don't settle for knockoffs. Get the ones that started the craze. I personally love the rice water shampoo bars from Kitsch that help with overall hair growth and density and their rosemary scalp oil that helps support scalp health and hair strength from root to tip. And you come out of the shower smelling like a spa. Right now, Kitsch is offering you 30% off your entire order at mykitsch.com slash liveandlove. That's right, 30% off anything and everything at mykitsch, spelled M-Y-K-I-T-S-C-H dot com slash liveandlove. One more time, mykitsch.com slash liveandlove for 30% off your order. I'm thinking about our friends who, uh, the advantage both of y'all have is both the father and the mother have the same faith. Mm-hmm. So some of our friends listening, one, the, the husband goes to church and the wife doesn't, or the wife goes to church and the husband doesn't have a faith that he's acting in, mm-hmm. or the husband is Jewish and the wife is Christian. Mm-hmm. What do we do in interfaith families? Mm-hmm. Are you looking at me? Anybody. A, anybody. <laughs> no, I think it's, it's helpful to just remember the prayer of a righteous person is powerful and effective. And not underestimate prayer. You talked about spiritual warfare. And there's mm-hmm. so much that we cannot see that's at play. Mm-hmm. And our job is to intercede, is to be a bridge for our children. Like, how do we help our children get close to the Lord easier? Mm-hmm. How do we help them get there? And so whether it's, you know, I think about the prodigal son, you know, that father was standing there looking at the horizon the yes. whole time. He was anticipating. And he didn't make him come to the door and grovel. He met him where he was. Mm-hmm. And he loved him. And he hugged him. He ran to him. He knew his walk from far on the horizon. Mm-hmm. He knew how his son walked. And so even as spouses, like, we're called to love our spouses in that and to help be the bridge for them as well. Intercede for our spouses in the midst yeah, of that yeah. as well. And, you know, this, this may be controversial, so you can edit it out if you no, want. Like but, <laughs> you know, I think... I think in every marriage, in every parenting, we have to look for places of common ground, mm-hmm. and that's really good. So there's going to be some common ground places in an interfaith couple mm-hmm. where you go, yeah. hey, we long for this virtue, this value. And so I think there's some common ground places that's always a great place to start. Mm-hmm. I think as followers of Jesus, advice. we can't be scared to not just look for common ground, but to find higher ground mm-hmm. and, and, to, and to go, hey, this might create a little tension in our home. But I want the highest ground for my kids. And as a follower mm-hmm. of Jesus, I believe Jesus is the highest ground. Yeah. And and you're gonna have to do that with respect and mm-hmm. with gentleness. And a lot of it's gonna be not just what you say, but how you live and mm-hmm. yeah. over the long mm-hmm. haul. But I, I'd say look for common ground, but also don't give up the higher ground just because you want the common mm-hmm. ground. I think so often in our marriage, um, especially, I, I don't know if this is true, but I, I feel this a lot of times with the men that I'm with. You know, it's like, hey, I want to create a place of peace in the home. And I think sometimes in our quest for peace, we can let go of truth. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, hey, I want things to be good here. So I'm not yeah. going to say the hard thing or do the hard thing. And, right. and so the common ground, but also just going, okay, Lord, I still want to give them the highest ground. And and you have a responsibility as a parent, you know, if you're a follower mm-hmm. of Jesus, to help them love and follow and honor and know Jesus. And, and so I'd encourage you to do that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Lauren, what if have the girls asked you any questions you didn't know the answer to about faith? <laughs> not one. <laughs> no, no, not at all. Um, I mean, yeah, it, it's. I feel like more so now, <clears throat> the older ones. It's just like when they see or hear 
of really hard things in the world that they're like, why, why did that have to happen? Mm -hmm. Or, um, why did God let that happen? Is what I hear them say mostly when they're questioning. Um, and I just go back to, well, we live in a world that has a lot of evil in it and it won't always be this way. Mm -hmm. And, at the end of the day, we are all eventually going to come to a place where Jesus is going to come back and he's going to take care of all of this stuff and all of that's going to go away. But right now, they, they both love talking about the Garden of Eden and that story. And so I'm able to kind of point back to that and say, because of that, because of us and we are all sinners, we live in this world that has an enemy that is trying to take us down. And so we have to face things that are really hard and are really sad and are not fun to go through, but it won't always be this way. Mm. But it is our job to find as many people as we can and tell them about Jesus so that we can all go to that place where we all want to be. Mm. And so I find myself in those in myself in that moment or in those moments really pointing them to the hope of heaven instead mm. of like definitely feeling what you feel in those moments that are hard because that's real. And I think that you need to feel what you're feeling, but also feeling the weight of what you're feeling, being able to hand that off to the Lord. And then also being able to say, it's not always going to be this way. Mm -hmm. And, and then we start talking about what is it going to be like one day mm -hmm. and like, let them look forward to the joy of that and knowing that what they're feeling, what they're seeing, what they're hearing is temporary and that God is the boss. He's yeah. the one who has the final word and he's going to take care of it all. Yeah. But right now it's hard yeah. mm -hmm. and it's okay for it to feel hard. It feels hard for me too. Yeah. Um, but I think just that honesty, and then we've talked about honesty so much in this yeah. season and all of the seasons, but um, that's something that I know I've said before. My parents just did so well. They didn't try to sugarcoat anything with me. It was all like, yeah, that is really hard. And I'm really sorry. And I think as parents and even with spouses who are adults who don't believe you want so badly to fix the thing that's wrong. And it just, some things just aren't going to be fixed right now. Um, but they will be one day. And I think just the, the hope of heaven, I feel like, just keeps. Um, and that was something that how we were raised is like, yeah, the heart is hard. But this is what we know to be true. This is what is going to happen. This is what God says. Yeah, how is how do you teach eternity? Pastor. <laughs> you know, one of the verses that means a lot to us is Ecclesiastes three, eleven. This idea that eternity has been set in every yeah. human heart. And so just every day when we're with our boys, there are these moments where their hearts are longing for eternity. They don't even know it. Mm -hmm. There's just something in them that is, and it's like, hey, that's an eternal longing. But one of the things that we do, and I love to hear you say this as well, um, we try to regularly practice just reflecting on what eternity will be like. Mm. And so we, we sort of just daydream about eternal things. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's funny because as we talk about that, there's this joy and there's also a little bit of sadness because mm -hmm. they go, hey, we know in eternity you guys aren't going to be married and What's this dynamic going to be like? And mm -hmm. like, you know, we, we have a lot of questions, but we know it's going to be amazing. It's going to be better. And so, you know, a few months ago, we were at the breakfast table and we were just reflecting on what it's going to be like forever and ever and ever. And I said, hey, can we just make an agreement that one day when we're in eternity, that at least once a week, the five of us, oh. this unit, we're just going to meet up. And we're That's just so we're just going to go on some adventures together. So and we know God's going to have all sorts of things for us, that there will be things that will take our time and our energy and eternity as well. But let's keep tapping into this part of our story together. And it'll be different, but it'll, it'll be good. And so we just daydream. We try to keep it rooted in what we think is biblical reality. But, mm -hmm. but there's something about just stirring that eternal some things aren't so biblically rooted. Like we have them daydream, like, what do you want to do when you get to heaven? Like, I want to ride on the back of a lion. Right? <laughs> like, maybe not in the scripture, but let's just dream yeah. with it. Yeah. Yeah. We try to pull out that, like talking about the joy, mm -hmm. like joy yeah. in Cotton candy clouds yeah. in our house. That's right. Yeah. 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 Maybe yeah. not in scripture, but yes. And is that okay? Like, is that okay when we're dreaming with kids no, no, about? She's a, she's a heretic. <laughs> 
I mean, because, you know, TV tells us it's clouds and angels playing harps, yeah. but the Bible doesn't say that. Yeah. Right. And so, but, but y'all are all three saying, yeah, dream with them. We dream, we really do try to keep it rooted in scripture. Like even the stuff, you yeah. know, as Sydney was talking about riding on backs of lions, that came up because they were asking the question, hey, are there going to be animals yeah. in the future kingdom of heaven? And we're like, yeah, we think so. You see yeah. that in scriptures and here's, what, mm-hmm. oh, I want to ride on their back, you know? And, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, uh, Which feels aligned. And, I mean, I think and, that feels and, right. And it's yeah, like, right. if they're not going to be mean, who knows? So, yeah. Um, <laughs> well, since they're not supposed to eat each other, they're yeah, also going to Yeah, the lion like, hey, and the lamb are going to be there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So we're going to ride. So we just right. try to keep, you know, bringing it back, but letting their imaginations get swept up into, you know, the things of God. And there's, you know, the Chronicles of Narnia, yeah. the Wing Feather Saga. There's all this mm-hmm. literature. There are movies. There are things that are designed to yeah. tap into that eternal yes. hunger. Yeah. The heart of creativity that's the Lord's. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Which he designed. And yes. like, the things that we were able to think of, like he created our mind. Mm-hmm. He created our passion, our desires. And so in the same way, I'm like, well... God made all this stuff for like you to enjoy seeing and feeling and hearing and tasting. And so I would imagine like if heaven is going to be infinitely better, the things that you love here, he's already like made up for that and more in heaven. Mm-hmm. So whatever you can think of like the best day here, it it will just far exceed that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so that's when they really start being like, well, I want to, I want to <laughs> have, you know, the rain turn into sour candy and then i want to jump in a pool with the chance of meatballs (laughs) yeah totally totally yeah yeah, everything is candy and animals and flying around and breathing underwater and not getting cold when you get out of the bath and and i mean just like all all of it hey no tears in heaven you know it's really small you know sometimes i remember a conversation recently with our boys they were talking about something i said how long do you think you're gonna live and they're just throwing out numbers. And it's like, wrong, wrong, wrong. It's like, you're going to live forever. That's mm. the, you live. So you don't have to cram everything in to these 70 or 80 or 90 years, whatever you get. So you may not get everything on your bucket list in your first go. Yeah. yeah. But you're going to have a billion upon billion upon billion years to live in some of these things. And so you can, you can relax a little. Yeah. So even just trying to shift, you know, because I think we live in a, a world where it's like, hey, how, are we, how do we do all the things we want to do? That's yeah. sort of our generational mm-hmm. yeah. curse. And it's like, yeah. you don't have to get it all in in, the, good. in the short window. Yeah, that is so mm-hmm. good. That is a fun, I mean, billions make your stomach hurt, Dave. That is a long time. <laughs> Eternity is yeah. long. Hey, y'all, before we finish this episode, I want to take a minute to remind you of our incredible sponsor, Blue Land. Did you know that we unknowingly consume around a credit card's worth of plastic every week? It's shocking, but true. The everyday products we use are polluting our water and filling it with microplastics that we end up ingesting. That's why I'm really excited to tell you about Blue Land. They are on a mission to eliminate single-use plastic from the products we use every day by making a positive impact on our health and the environment. Blue Land has an incredible mission to eliminate single-use plastic. They are truly reinventing cleaning essentials to be better for us and the planet. Their approach is so simple, yet innovative. Blueland offers endlessly refillable cleaning products that not only work amazingly well, but also look really pretty on your counter. No more bulky cleaning supplies from the store. Using their cleaning products is a breeze. Just fill your bottles with water, drop in the tablets, and watch them dissolve. It really is that easy. The best part? Refills start at just $2.25, so it's affordable and sustainable. You can even set up a subscription or buy in bulk for even more savings. Blue Land covers all your cleaning needs with their range of products, from sprays to hand soap, toilet bowl cleaner, and laundry tablets. And the cherry on top, all their products are made with clean ingredients that you can feel good about using in your home. And I recommend trying their Clean Essentials Kit. It has everything you need to get started, including three bottles of cleaner and a bottle of hand soap. Plus, the scents they offer, like iris agave, fresh lemon, and eucalyptus mint, are just so amazing. And guess what? Blue Land has a special offer just for you, our listeners. You can get 15% off your first purchase of any product. It's an amazing deal that you don't want to miss. To get 15% off your first order, go to blueland.com slash live in love. You won't want to miss this. blueland.com slash live in love. That's blueland.com slash live in love. Hey, y'all. 
This is a final call to all dog lovers. I want to make sure you don't miss out on hearing me talk about our next sponsor that helps us take care of our dog's health and nutrition the best possible way, which is why I am so happy to tell you all about Sundays for Dogs. Sundays is air-dried dog food made from a short list of human-grade ingredients and was co-founded by Dr. Tori, a practicing veterinarian, containing 90% meat, 10% vegetables, and 0% synthetic nutrients. You can feel confident that your pup is getting the best nutrition. Not only does the food contain USDA beef and all-natural chicken, you'll also find digestive aids like pumpkin and ginger, plus disease-fighting antioxidants. And seriously, your dog is going to love Sundays, and then you will feel so good knowing you're feeding your pup the best quality food. Sundays is zero prep, zero mess, and zero stress. It's shelf-stable, so it lasts, and every order ships right to your door, so you'll never have to worry about running out of dog food again. And bonus, Sundays for Dogs cost 40% less than other healthy dog food brands because they don't waste money shipping frozen packages. Instead, they spend on what matters, sourcing the best all-natural ingredients for your dog. We worked out a special deal for our dog-loving listeners. Get 35% off your first order of Sundays. Go to sundaysfordogs.com slash liveinlove or use code liveinlove at checkout. That's S-U-N-D-A-Y-S. F-O-R-D-O-G-S dot com forward slash live in love. Upgrade your pup to Sundays and feel good about the food you're feeding your dog. Lauren, talk to some of the moms who are listening that they really want to get their faith back mm-hmm. or they they have they are really struggling in their faith, but they hear this and they're like, yeah, I want to be closer to God in my mm-hmm. parenting. Mm-hmm. What's the move? How do we what's the next thing we do to start getting closer to God? Well, I think like as parents, if your cup is empty, you're mm. not going to be able to pour much out on your kids. Mm. So if you aren't right with Jesus, if you don't know Jesus in the way that you want to, and then we're all like obviously pursuing him on a daily basis and want to know him more. But if you don't have a place to come to Jesus and have conversations with him and and know him, then it's going to be hard for you to be able to teach your children that mm-hmm. like like you were saying like they they'll know they'll they know if you're out. faking it they'll know if it's not yeah. and so like some things that i've done in the past is like even like always on the way to church something happens <laughs> in the car especially when tom stress on the road mm-hmm. and conveniently, oh, conveniently. Right. and i ada james know, would say po- satan yeah satan, <laughs> yeah that's right um but you know there'll be tears in the back seat maybe tears in the driver's seat either way we're going to church and like there have been so many times where the girls are like, you know, fighting about something and I get frustrated. I'm like, no, no, we are going to be kind. Absolutely not. I'm so sorry that I just screamed at you. And then like, they're all like, no, mommy, we're sorry. And I'm like, no, I'm sorry. We all, we all just need Jesus. We're going to church. We all need the Lord this morning. And so like, even having those moments where you're like, okay, I messed that up. I'm going to come back to it. We're going to try that again. And we're going to try to be better next time. Or like in the daily, I feel like it's so easy for me personally. And I feel like probably a lot of moms and dads can relate. But like the grind of life, you are so exhausted Mm -hmm. that for me, this past dry spell season started when sickness just kept hitting our house with Mm -hmm. the kids. And then it would jump to me and then it would jump back to him. And then the second round would start with like number three and she'd pass it to number one and number one go to number four. And I got to where I was just like, I have got to sleep. I've got to sleep. And so I would be like, okay, I'm going to carve out X amount of time after some of the girls are at school and some of them are napping that I'll just get in the word. And if you're not careful saying like, okay, I'm going to let myself do this and I'll make it up here. Starting to kind of like make those deals Mm -hmm. with yourself or with God can really be a slippery slope. And then you find yourself hitting that snooze a whole lot more. And you're like, Mm -hmm. well, we're well, but like we really had a hard week last week. So I'm just going to like sleep a little bit longer. And you will, I, I feel like I'm able to quickly get to a point where I'm like, well, we're okay. Like my marriage is good. My kids are happy. Like I'm just going to give myself another week to sleep in and and not wake up early. But for me, if I don't get time in with the Lord in the morning, Mm -hmm. it one doesn't set my day up the way that it should. Mm -hmm. And two, I oftentimes won't go back to it. Mm -hmm. And, and I think that's so important that if you're truly trying to lead your children to the Lord, like I love that when my girls would get out of bed, 
too early and open the door and be like, mommy, can I come down? And I'm like, 15 more minutes. And they see me with my Bible open and my cup of coffee. Yeah. And, and so then sometimes they'll come downstairs and they'll be like, are you reading your Bible? Or like, you know, when my friends come over on Mondays or, or on a Thursday, they're like, are y'all having Bible study again? Yeah. And we're like, no, we're just having friends over. But I love that you assume that's what's happening yeah. when people walk through the door. Yeah. Um, so it's little things like that of just, even if it's 15 extra minutes, like Sydney was saying, like sit down and just like find a Psalm and just like have a moment with the Lord of like, Hey, help me to lead my children to you. Help mm-hmm. me show my kids more about your heart today, Jesus. And that might be as far as you get on the yeah. first day, yeah. but like little bit by little and another prayer too, that I have prayed. And this also goes for marriage, which I know this is not about marriage, but I think it's powerful yeah. in every aspect of your life is like when Thomas Rhett and I have gone through like rough spells in our marriage and I felt like my desire like my fire for my passion for him as my husband was not did not come easily I it's really hard to pray for things that you want to want but you don't want yeah but I think it's so important that if you want to want that to like bring that to the Lord because Mm -hmm. he wants goodness for your life he wants your marriage to be well he wants your kids to know him he wants you to parent well he wants you to love people well Mm-hmm. And so I think if you can be like, hey, I'm having a really hard time loving this person this week, but can you help me find it in myself to love that person or see yeah. that person the way you do? Can you help me to want to know your word, even though yeah. it feels not fun to read it right now? Can you help me desire to know your word and to read and to know more about your heart? Can you help me desire my husband again? Mm-hmm. Like, Can you bring that passion back into our marriage? Can you bring that intimacy and connection? And for me, he, he brings it. And sometimes... Mm-hmm. I feel like he's withheld, not withheld the, the things that are good necessarily, but kind of like, I remember one time Thomas Rhett and I were in an argument about something and, um, actually we were sitting in church and we were, <laughs> perfect. we were about to do communion or something. And I was like praying about whatever it was and, um, asking the Lord for something. And he just so quickly was like, I'm not you are not receiving that until you have fixed what you know you need to go fix. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay, heard you loud and clear. So I went and apologized to Thomas Rhett. And um, and then me and God were able to have that open communication again. But sometimes yeah. he kind of puts that block on you, like calls out things that he needs you to do or to obey him in. But most of the time, I believe that if it's a desire that he wants for you as well, like he'll, he'll bring that to you. Mm-hmm. But it's something that you also have to pursue. Like he's not just gonna like sit it on your lap. Like you have to do your part too. Mm -hmm. But I think praying, and I've heard that both of y'all say this before, like praying for something that you want to desire Mm -hmm. is really powerful. Mm -hmm. And something I think that makes him smile. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that's start small. Yeah. Because Mm -hmm. getting to like the, you know, who you want to be in a few Mm -hmm. months feels big. Yeah. But just start small. Like mm-hmm. you said, said like read a psalm. Yes. Yeah. Stay small, but just be consistent with that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, we underestimate what that can look like, that compound interest over time mm-hmm. that it builds and builds. Yeah. 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 So Dave and Sydney, it's our last episode of season three. Will y'all just encourage our friends listening for a minute about like their faith and parenting? Kind of like send us out. Give us some encouragement. And then Lord, I'd love for you to pray when we're when we're done, but we'll, I would love for y'all to do that. Just encourage our friends listening. Yeah. yeah. I think it's really easy for us to have way more vision for our careers or mm-hmm. our hobbies than we do for our family. And so I remember years ago, Sydney and I got really just convicted of that. Hey, we don't want to have more vision for our marriage, yeah. I mean, for our ministry than we do our marriage or our children. And so one of the things we challenge every couple we know, set aside at least once or twice a year to get away with God. So it's not just a vacation. It's like yeah. you're getting away for a day or two with the Lord for the sole purpose of getting wisdom for how to lead your family mm. in that season. So we try to do it every spring, every fall. You know, let's a weekend? A, yeah. Is that what you're sometimes, sometimes Well, I guess you can't days. do weekends. Huh? It's like 24 hours before. Sometimes it's 48 hours. Yeah. It's whatever we have capacity for mm-hmm. and yeah. child care for. Yeah. 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 So. so we just try to get away and it's like, okay, God, you've given us these kids. We're going to put them back in your hands. How do you want us to shepherd their hearts in this season? What do we need to learn? And we found that everything tends to either flow from vision or die because it doesn't have enough vision. Wow. Mm. And so parenting is so busy. 
And so, yeah. so um, I'd say get away with the Lord to catch a big vision. And then one thing that's been really important for us is just weekly date nights to, and it doesn't always happen. Sometimes kids get sick and things happen, but we hit it more weeks than not. But 50 out of 52 and, or something like and that. That's to, cool. to just like, how do we mm-hmm. get away? Yeah. And hey, we're in this together. What's God doing in our kids? How are you doing? Like, there's something about that that just brings us back to the main thing mm-hmm. again. And so I'd encourage you, you know, create some space in your life yearly and then weekly to, to gain vision. Smart. And then just each mm-hmm. day, real small, real consistent. Mm-hmm. Stick with it. Yeah. I would just encourage, I know you guys talked about this already a little bit, but just the guilt and shame of parenting is, you know, moms and dads out there, hey, you don't forfeit your authority in their life mm-hmm. to be the ones that raise them up to the mm-hmm. Lord. And so sometimes we're going to miss it. You know, for me, one of my generational sins is um, is rage. So that whole angry parent at times, like that can come into play and I have to stop and just, hey, Lord, would you forgive me for the way that I've just talked to my child? And then mm-hmm. I have to go to them and ask for forgiveness. Mm-hmm. And I've learned how to quickly forgive because of how well they forgive. Mm-hmm. It's taught me how to forgive quicker and not to hold that anywhere. No bitterness, resentment, just, mommy, I love you. You're fine. It's like, yeah. oh man. And so even though we mess up, that doesn't forfeit your authority of the voice you have in their life. Mm-hmm. It's like th- you are who they're looking to and step into that, own it. And when you mess up, mm-hmm. apologize and step back into that role. It's good. Thanks. Well, end of the season. I know. Well done. It's been so good. It's, been so fun. it's helped so many people and just been yeah. so fun to share with everybody. So I think the best way, I mean, the very most Lauren Aikens way in the world to end this season, would you just pray for all of our parents and, and the people that are parenting alongside their village? Like mm-hmm. we've talked about this season. We just pray for people as they're investing in the next generation. Yes, I would love to. Jesus, um, we just come to you today just thanking you, Lord, for who you are mm-hmm. and for your goodness. Um, God, I pray that every parent listening or every person listening that is a parent figure in some way Mm -hmm. to children um, or people younger than them or even older, if you find yourselves like parenting or mentoring in some way, Lord, I pray that each of us would know your, your hand on our lives and your purpose in, in what you have created each of us for God. And I pray that you would, um, make your purpose in our lives as that parent so clear. Lord, and I pray that you would give us courage and wisdom, Lord, ears to hear you. Holy Spirit, I pray that you would just continue to hold each of our hands the whole way and go right before, behind, and beside us, um, as well as those that we are parenting. Lord, I pray that you just hold our children's hands. Um, God, I pray that in our weakness, that your strength comes through and that our children are able to see you, God, in those moments that feel hard for us, Lord, and and you're able to give us so much grace, Lord. I pray that we learn from that and receive your grace as well as extend that to ourselves and to the ones that we're parenting, Lord. And I pray that when it feels hard or feels like maybe we've hit a dead end, Lord, I pray that you would just be so clear that you are never going to bring us this far just to leave us, Mm -hmm. Um, that you love us so much Mm -hmm. more than we can imagine. Um, And then I pray for the ones that we are raising, that you would show us and teach us and help us to know your truth, that each of these children are yours. Um, They're yours first, Lord, and you are just allowing us to care for them. And I pray that um, you would help us to open-handedly parent the children that you've given us, Lord, and just um, give them to you, Lord, to to bring in them the purpose that, that you've created in them for that to come out in their life and um, that we are able to foster that purpose, Lord. Um, help us just to be Jesus to those around us and especially those that we're parenting, that this next generation will be bold and will know you and know your name and know your truths. Mm-hmm. And that each of these little lives that we parent, Lord, will just live and exist for your glory. We thank you so much, Jesus, for who you are and how much you love us, God. And we thank you. We thank you, Jesus, for the cross. And we pray this in your name. Amen. 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 Beautiful. Amen and amen. Oh, my gosh, Lauren. I just am like. 
no better way to end. Mm -hmm. I feel like we have just like poured, I hope we've poured hope into so many parents and people like me who are parenting alongside our parent friends and just going like, you can do this and God is with you. And I just hope people like keep going back and back and back to this episode and this season and going like, Okay, I have hope. I can I can do this. I yep. can do this because of these conversations. Yep. Encouragement. Yeah. That's so right. much encouragement. That's right. So much so much power. I think it's just been so life giving getting to do all of these episodes. But today I felt just a different level of hope and encouragement. Yeah. Exactly what you just said. Thank yeah. y'all so much for listening in this third season of Live in Love. We have had the best time the best time what a great season i know and y'all have been awesome supporting us and sharing the podcast and we've heard from so many of you and we just are really grateful for y'all and listening so we hope you have enjoyed these conversations as much as we have yeah and whether you are parenting with kids or just parenting in your village whatever that looks like for you it takes a village and We're here for you. We're proud of you. We're for you. That's right. And the Lord is for you. We love y'all. Yeah. This was awesome. It was awesome. Happy season three.